Mark A. Altman, Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller. Three fans who became professionals and then became... Trexperts. Inglorious Trexperts. Listen wherever you find podcasts or go to trexpertsplus.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, one of the co-hosts of Inglorious Trexperts. And if you're a Trek fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up the 50-year mission, the complete uncensored oral history of Star Trek. It's available wherever you buy books, digital, or audio. And speaking of books, check out my new book about the making of John Wick. They shouldn't have killed his dog. Also available wherever you buy your books. You see a pattern happening here? Well, what are you waiting for? Get on it. Hey, this is Mark Altman of Inglorious Trexperts in the 430 movie. And if you're a fan of our podcast, you don't want to miss Deck 78. Available now by subscribing at trexpertsplus.com. This is a bonus podcast full of great discussions about popular culture, film, and television. This episode features an exclusive freewheeling conversation about Battlestar Galactica 1978. By your command, here's a sneak peek. Let's do it. Okay, ready ready for the holiday special? Here we go. Ten best Galactica characters, starting with ten. Aurelian Noman at (laughs) ten. Okay, number nine. Number nine. Come on, who's number nine? Number nine is Cyrus Bellaby. No, she's not in the top ten. Come on. Sure he is. No, you know Lloyd Bachner from the Eastern Alliance. No, I hate I hate the <laughs> freaking Eastern from Alliance. Eastern Alliance. The stupidest <laughs> thing <laughs> ever. Okay. Okay, come on. Number nine. Okay, it's it's, it's 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 Green Bean. Yeah. Ed Beagley Jr. Oh my Lieutenant god. Lieutenant Green yeah. Bean. As, uh, what was his name? Come on. Green, Green, Green Bean. Green Bean. Green Bean. Yeah. Green Bean? Green Bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight. Sheba. No, Sarah Rush, the <laughs> Rigel. She's the one who goes, launch all Vipers. Okay, we're going to get to Sheba, right? Okay. So, okay, number seven. Number seven is the Chief Ovion. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be the singers. It's love, love, No, love, they're love. higher up. Okay. Because well, <laughs> we're getting, now we're getting, because you got to have Countably in the top five. Yeah. You got to have Adama. Don't, don't tell me who we got to have. Starbuck, Sheba. Yeah. Right. What about yeah. Serena? What about Serena? Oh, Serena. Ooh, yeah. Serena. And Apollo. You gotta have Maybe? Jane Seymour. Apollo. Maybe? Yeah, I guess. Starbuck. Uh, Imperious Leader. Yeah. Cora, the computer. Baltar. Oh, yeah. How can you got Baltar? Baltar. Right? You gotta have Baltar. Baltar. Oh, my God. This gotta be a holiday special. Wait, wait, wait. You guys, you've listed all of these names, and I haven't heard Janeway. What's going on here? You're funny. <laughs> what about the Daggett? You gotta have the Daggett. No, you don't. Muffy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, you gotta have Commander Kane. And he, oh yeah, you, you gotta, gotta have, have Commander, Commander Kane. Kane. And you don't have to have Boxy. No, you don't. Oh. Yeah, no, you, you don't, don't need like that Boxy. Need, uh, Wesley Crusher. But you, gotta, you need you Athena. You need Athena. You, you need Athena because we were all like uh, ten years old at the time. I, I didn't like Boxy when I was on, but I think it was more like I was jealous that this kid like got to hang out on those sets and like be in that show. I, I didn't like that kid. And you nah, were rooting against him in uh, Never Ending Story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that he was the impetus for all these stories. Like he he hit it. He he um 
hit out on the on the shuttle. So he he goes down to the gun on ice planet zero because he was hiding on the shuttle. It's like Muffy wanted on. to see Muffy wants to see snow. Yeah. Oh, oh, come come on. Snow. <laughs> and then fire in the you know, he's in the center of the action again and fire in fire in space. It's like I don't know. Well, they kinda it. wrote him out of the show by the second half though. He, he well and Athena the also half. I love they, Athena. Yeah. yeah. Well, who didn't? Athena and Serena were my two go-to babes. And Apparently, Don Henley didn't love her enough. He didn't marry her. Oh, but oh, uh, oh, oh, too soon. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else? Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just like look at the way we talk about the show. It's almost like uh, Inglorious Galactic spurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But let's, but you know, there's a legacy here because. The so subscribe today at TrexfirstPlus.com and don't miss a single episode of Deck 78. Fire the rockets. This is Mark A. Altman, and welcome to the 4.30 movie for Take Me Out to the Ball Game Week. We're celebrating the beginning of the new baseball season with great baseball movies featuring all your favorite heavy hitters, your big heavy hitters and, and, and pitchers and catchers and, and, and uh, anchoring number one at the top of the lineup is Stephen Melching. Da -da 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 -da. Charge. Number, batting number two. Uh, it's Darren, 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 Doctor, 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 Men, 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 Men. <laughs> All right, everybody, let me hear you. <laughs> One, two, three. Take me out, out to, to the, the ball, ball game. game. Take me out. Yeah. Welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on Wednesday. Popcorns and Cracker Jacks, that's what we're talking about. It's Ashley Edward Miller batting third. Baseball has been very, 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 very good to me. <laughs> batting cleanup, it's me, Mark A. Altman, because I got to clean up the man. mess that Ashley makes. Uh -huh. <laughs> so uh, this is an exciting week. We're, we're celebrating uh, movies about baseball uh, to celebrate the uh, beginning of the season. And before we begin... The beginning of I know baseball I, season that probably none of us will actually watch or follow <laughs> very closely. Well, we'll be watching these movies on the 430 <laughs> movie. Um, before we start our, our new week, I have to say, I, I have I'm very, I'm very embarrassed to admit I've never done this before. I'd like to retract my pick from uh the plays the thing week, where I picked um Frost Nixon. And I want to replace it uh with uh Arthur Hiller's adaptation of Woody Allen's play play it again Sam <laughs> I I don't know what I was thinking I, I don't know what I was how did I miss that um and uh, I I'm embarrassed and ashamed and uh, I it should have been played against I love playing against Sam and it's a great movie version of Woody Allen's play and it I should have Ross well, Nixon you, come on <laughs> yeah I was gonna say something but uh, you know you can fix I don't know how I missed week. it now I don't like "Don't Drink the Water," but I do love 
Play it again, Sam. So anyway, <laughs> I'm playing it again. <laughs> anyway, so oh we're going to... Sorry, I just had we, an idea. We, it hurt. Anyway. <laughs> well, will, will, will we go back in time and change our picks? Yeah, sort of like yeah we, we could do a whole week where everybody picks one pick they regret. They have to say what it was and do their alt pick for that week. Well, you did that with uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's and yes. uh, the Empire Strikes Back. I did that back. on the fly during the week. <laughs> it's during the actual episode. It's Omega 13 week on the 430 movie. Oh, that's funny. And we go back and we can re reverse the mistakes of the past. Maybe it's Back to the Future Part 2 week, you know, that's and we right. just go and we correct the... When we, we take see our ourselves podcast. doing the podcast. <laughs> we, we got a sports almanac. We see exactly what we're doing wrong with baseball week and we come and we fix it. Um, so the sad let's thing talk. is, this is the version that we fixed. Right. We've already come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, right. We've already recorded <laughs> it. Fixed this one. And it was, it was wrong. So this is it. it. Was, yeah, <laughs> because... We 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 um, you know we just we we went with Air Bud, and it was just a big mistake. Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck, well, and we're like, "Thanks fix for it. taking my pick." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, let's talk about baseball, Ray. Uh, Steve, <laughs> what's your favorite team? Uh, I, I've always been a Dodger fan. Um, having uh, my my parents and my grandparents are all from the LA area. Um, I, I grew up all over the country, so I, I never really lived in a city that had really any professional sports teams like Omaha, Honolulu. I mean, they just we just didn't have pro sports teams. So I was Honolulu hitters. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, I, I sort of became a Dodger fan by uh, default. And my, my <laughs> uncle actually uh, worked uh, at Dodger Stadium selling programs when they were actually not Dodger Stadium at the L.A. Coliseum oh. uh, before they built Dodger Stadium. Mm. Uh, and I do have close at hand uh, a an autographed Dodger baseball that my grandmother got me. It's got Tommy Lasorda and. Some of the big uh, Steve Garvey and Steve Yeager and some of the big uh, players on the yeah. Dodger team in the 70s. I, I should have saved that story I told on Deck 78 for this broadcast where Glenn Larson took uh, Dirk Benedict mm. and Lauren Green to go see uh, the Dodger game. <laughs> and uh, they were sitting in the stands and uh, these kids came running up to Lauren Green and wanted his autograph. And, and Lauren Green goes, Bonanza? And they go, no. Battlestar Galactica? No. Code Red? No. <laughs> said, what, 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 do you, what do you know me from? The Alpo dog commercial. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, um, Darren, what what about you? What's your team? What, who are you rooting for? Well, my my team is uh, uh, because of uh, the history of my dad and my grandfather and uncle and all the family from Illinois, uh, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, Not the, the White Sox, the Cubs. Not the, the suffering Sox. cubbies. Not the White Sox. Well, you know they had a really good year a few years ago. Yeah, um, and uh, you know they are uh, memorialized in Back to the Future too. And uh, look, I, I went to uh, uh, a handful of games with uh, with my relatives back there, and uh, I loved Wrigley Field before they put the mm -hmm. lights up, and uh, it was uh, about as uh, sort of Americana as you could get. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, uh, 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 Ferris Bueller before me, I spent many lovely afternoons at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of Cubby Broccoli. 
Um, <laughs> what about you, Ashley? Who's your Who's your team? Uh, you know what? When it comes to sports, I, I try to keep it simple. I just bleed black and gold, uh, no matter what, no matter where I am, because uh, my family's all from Western Pennsylvania. So the mm. uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Although my my grandfather on my father's side was a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan, which made shit really awkward at times. Yeah. Because he was on the wrong side of the turnpike. Well, I don't know. It's still Pennsylvania. It, it is, <laughs> but it's like a totally different Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm. People are different across the turnpike. They're just not like us, Darren. There's a there's a difference between steel people and coal people. That's right. <laughs> steel people can take a punch. Coal, coal people, people smell weird when you set them on fire. I, I my my stepfather likes to refer to Pennsylvania as uh, Philadelphia on one end, Pittsburgh on the other end, and Alabama in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, and of course I'm a Mets fan through and through, from being from Brooklyn. I hate the Dodgers. The <laughs> L.A. stole them from us. Even though I've lived in L.A. longer than I think I've lived in Brooklyn at this point. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, the thankless job of being a being a Mets fan. I think the only time <laughs> uh, 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 baseball trumped uh, um, movies for me was in film class in college uh, when the, the 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 famous game when the uh, I was listening to the Mets uh, 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 in the playoffs playing the Red Sox on my little transistor radio in the middle of class because it was the you know that famous game where they played the Red Sox and the ball went through uh, Bill Buckner's legs yeah. and uh, all of a sudden we, half of us who were listening to the game all jumped up in the middle of the class and our professor didn't know what was going on <laughs> oh it was crazy it was crazy but uh, I, I you know um I, of all the sports for whatever reason it's my favorite uh yeah. you know mine too people I, say I like slow, watching it. but it's got a why vibe. Is it, it's got a why vibe is there so it, many great baseball movies, Steve? Uh, I I think you know we've talked about sports movies before, and, mm -hmm. and there's a sort of an inherent drama in sports movies because you've got a you know kind of a built-in structure, both like within individual games and over the course of a season. So there's you know kind of an automatic and dramatic arc to it, and mm -hmm. baseball is really good because it, it boils down to these re these really specific moments because you've got a face-off. You've got, you know, your pitcher versus your batter and who's going to prevail. John Travolta versus Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And there's, oh, there's, no, that's their face-off. <laughs> but there's that, that drama, like, is he going to, you know, is the batter going to hit the ball? You know, is the batter going to get on base? You know, what's what's going to mm -hmm. happen? And it's that incredible buildup of tension. Yeah. Uh, you know who was the biggest baseball fan in the world was Michael Piller. From uh, yeah. Star Trek, mm -hmm. he just loved his baseball and worked into the Star Trek very good. Darren, um, I, I I just want to add to that. I think that it's the it's the duality of one being part of a team, you know, teamwork or teamwork and part of a team. And when you're up at bat, though, that's the time for individual achievement. <laughs> a man alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I, I think I think both those aspects are important yeah. to drama and to uh, people who enjoy the game and uh, became writers. Absolutely. Did you, Darren? Did you play little league as a kid? No, hell no. no. What about you, Ashley? <laughs> I, I was oh. I was uh, I was lucky to uh, uh, play in kickball at. Uh, See, you I must have played a little league. I couldn't catch a yeah. cold. 
I, I did play little league. I played t-ball for a season or two, and because mm. uh, I, I liked baseball as a kid, and uh, went uh, to Hawaii and played uh, on little league, and I quickly realized I was terrible at yeah, it. Me too. <laughs> I ca- I was the shrimpiest kid on the team. Uh, you know, it was also Hawaii, so I was the only Howley, you know, kid on the team. So I got beaned by the ball a lot by pitchers. Oh, no. It was, it was a little brutal. So uh, after that uh, one season of Little League, I switched to soccer and, and excelled at soccer. But um, mm-hmm. I, I still like playing softball. I got to play on Shane Black's softball, pickup softball game a couple of times uh, back in the 90s and 2000s. Screenwriter Shane Black used to, I don't know if he still does it, but there's some He got paid a million dollars a game. Yeah. (laughs) There's some ball fields near his house and, uh, you know, groups of you know, I don't know, friends and friends of friends would gather and we'd we'd play softball. Errol writers would gather. And it was, I did really enjoy it. I liked being there and I kind of liked playing, but there's always those, you know, in these sort of pickup games, there's always a couple of dudes that are just too freaking intense. Take it way too seriously. Yeah. Oh my God. They make it no fun for everyone else. Like Michael Bay, I heard. Oh, He was one of the guys who used to play in one of those pickup uh, uh, softball leagues. I switched to volleyball, which was (laughs) volleyball in a pool. So I used to do the celebrity volleyball circuit, which was always fun. Back in the day. Okay, so um, it's interesting, this whole Little League versus professional, because you see that bifurcation in the movies. There are a lot of great movies, some of which we'll talk about, which are about like Little League and, and young players, you know, who are, you know, amateurs. And then the professional uh, uh, baseball. Um, it, it's one of the few, I think, times where you really see that in a sports movie. You don't see a lot of like kids football movies, but baseball, there's I something sort of magical about it. What? <laughs> Friday Night Lights, Varsity Blues. Well, no, that's collegiate. That's not. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Not, not, not like you know, a bunch of kids in the street, you know, oh, hitting right. the ball around. Not pop Um yeah. So okay, well, listen, this is. Uh, we're going to celebrate the the new baseball season. We're we're rooting for some great great hits, <laughs> but there may be a few. Uh, there may be a few balks uh, as as we begin our. Uh, are, are curating our fantasy theme week of great baseball movies, starting with the season opener Monday. <laughs> Monday, um, Monday's pick is a movie that uh, I, I saw when it came out uh, in the 1980s. Uh, it's a movie that always stuck with me. Uh, it's a very famous baseball movie starring Kevin Costner. I'm sure you all know what it is. It's Bull Durham. What do you believe in there? Well, I believe in the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last for three days. Oh my. After 12 years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, uh, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. Come on, fire one in here. This is ridiculous. I'm a professional. It still remains a mystery to me. That's hot. While one surrenders and the other runs away. But it's true. The rose goes in the front, big guy. 
dare you to stay out of my bed. You are messing with my private life. else no, no he did. <laughs> but uh bull durham from That's 1988 <laughs> uh written and directed by ron shelton himself a minor league baseball player for several years uh before he uh switched to the arts and became a screenwriter uh stars kevin costner susan sarandon uh tim burton in one of his first tim uh, breakout roles. tim, tim robbins tim did i say tim, tim burton tim burton oh my god welcome i would wrong like to see that plug, steve <laughs> <laughs> wait we gotta Pete, go back and Pete talk to fix this <laughs> <laughs> tim robbins bob roberts himself uh, <laughs> and uh and robert wool uh and uh it was uh shelton's directorial debut after having uh done some uh, uh ad work or uh, uh second unit work and some and uh writing work on other projects uh it's based uh, the script is based in part on his own experiences uh, as a as a minor league player and um it was nominated. The screenplay was uh, won the WGA award for original screenplay and was nominated for the Oscar for original screenplay. And uh, if you haven't seen the movie and in, in a nutshell, Coster plays a uh, sort of an aging minor league catcher who had a, his shot at the big leagues, but only lasted three weeks and uh, sort of sent back down to the minors. And he's brought onto this, this failing North Carolina minor league team to sort of mentor this hot young prospect played by Tim Robbins, who's a, a pitcher. And uh, he's there to try to whip this kid into shape and and get him ready uh, for the majors. But and, there's no uh, way out. Oh, there's no way out. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> but he this meets Sean Young. <laughs> this was Kevin Costner's kind of solidified him as a movie star. He had just done the year before The Untouchables and No Way Out and had been in some other uh, Silverado and some other small roles prior to this, but this movie kind of cemented him as a kind of a romantic lead 
uh, in movies. And uh, in the middle of this is Susan Sarandon, who was a, a pretty big star by this point. She had already been nominated for an Oscar for Atlantic City uh, and had done, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, noteworthy films. And she plays a a woman who takes on a player every season that becomes like her project to school them in the ways of love and baseball. It's like almost uh famous. Penny Lane. Yeah. I was <laughs> it's say, like, it's like a lot like Penny, Penny Lane, Lane baseball. Yeah. And almost famous a few years before that. Um, and uh, it was all filmed in North Carolina uh, using a lot of uh, uh, amateur and, and minor league baseball players to, to fill out the team and, and work background. And uh, it's just, a terrific meditation on uh, on baseball, but on regrets and and trying to achieve your dreams and 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 all. It's just a terrific, terrific movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, great dialogue. Yeah, yeah, amazing dialogue. There's a couple great speeches. Uh, I, I I love Bull Durham. It was going to be my pick, but oh. uh, that's fine uh, because there's plenty more. <laughs> Uh, where that came from, but uh, I I really like the uh, the combination of uh, Costner and uh, Tim Robbins. They uh, are sort of uh, two sides of the same coin, and uh, it's really fun to uh, see how Robbins's character develops uh, through the movie. And that's where they met Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. That's correct. Who were yeah. a couple yeah. for many years, and. Uh, um, but uh, it's it's really such an entertaining movie, and that's one of those movies that was huge at the time that I feel has lost a little bit of its luster for no apparent reason. Yeah. But it, it, it's not talked about, you know, it, in the rarefied terms that some other baseball movies are, and I'm not sure that's deserved because it's really a terrific movie. Yeah, yeah, I revisited it last week on the Criterion uh, Collection Blu-ray, and it was my first time watching it in in many years, and it it held up really well. It's just a really beautifully made movie and on a really low budget. I mean, I think, I think it only cost mm. about 9 million to make and it grossed over 50 million. So it was a, yeah. a modest hit uh, when it came out. Uh, women do not get wooly. Women get weary. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and it seemed like Ron Shelton was set for a really big career. And then he did blaze the ill-advised mm -hmm. blaze about blaze star after that, which didn't do any business and, it sort of torpedoed his career. He went on and did some other stuff, but uh, it, that took the sort of wind out of the sails for him. Yeah, he did do White Men Can't Jump, jump. Yeah, and he, he did, sure did Tin, Tin Cup, Cup Tin, Tin Cup, Cup, which was also quite yeah. good with Kevin Costner. But yeah, they like golf movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I prefer Goldfinger. No, I, li I like, I like, I, I like Tin Cup. I actually like Tin yeah, Cup yeah, quite a bit. Um, yeah. Okay, great pick to start us off. That brings us to uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Steve was on base with <laughs> a, a, a double. Now it's up to you to bring him home, That's, Darren. Uh, well, not necessarily bring him home, but maybe I can get him over to third. Um, okay, sacrifice third bunt. Base. <laughs> Look, the thing about baseball movies is that sometimes they are able to uh, quantify the mythology of baseball. Uh, that uh, the players are uh, uh, demigods and they uh, move in the space of uh, eternity, right? That they are bigger than life. They are uh, warriors out there fighting the good fight, good and evil. Uh, and uh, they are uh, uh, truly uh, large topics for a story. Um, nowhere 
in the history of movies has this uh, quality of baseball not been seen than in a film called Major League. Harry Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you in our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Voodoo. Say hey! Willie Mays Hayes here. Play like Mays, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Don't you have any proven Major League talent? Now I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering, just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One old chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does. Thanks for me, she really does. And the pickoff. Every time we win, we peel a section. Tom Berenger. Zipper on your skirt stuck. Use your imagination. Charlie Sheen. These things make me look ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing, son. I don't think it's that important. Corbin Burnson. And Bob Euchre. Haywood swings and crushes one towards South America. Major League. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Name one. Yellowstone. (laughs) 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 This is uh, David S. Ward, who who, uh, wrote The Sting. Uh, And uh, he uh, puts together a tale of uh, a bunch of bums uh, playing for uh, uh, Cleveland Indians. Um, back when they were called the Cleveland Indians. Uh, and it's really a fun time. Uh, the story is that uh, the team is uh, on its last legs, and the owner, who is the uh, widow of the previous owner, just wants them to fail so that she'll be able to move the team to somewhere nicer. Nicer than Cleveland? I don't know where that would be. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, and so she goes about getting the crappiest team ever assembled. And we see little uh, vignettes of uh, fans across uh, Cleveland uh, saying, who the fuck are these guys? Uh, it's, uh, they get together a ragtag group of misfits for this team. And what a great collection of character actors and characters that they put together for this movie. Um, I'm just going to go through a, a few of them because they're great. Uh, we have uh, the great Tom Berenger, mm. uh, f- uh, fresh out of uh, out of the uh, Vietnam War, um, <laughs> <laughs> again and again as uh, as the uh, the old guy. You know, he he plays uh, 
basically uh, the uh, the anchor that the team uh, follows, um, and he's the catcher. And uh, Charlie Sheen, also fresh out of the Vietnam War, um, <laughs> is uh, is uh, a character called Wild Thing, who is this amazing pitcher who can't see. Uh, and uh, he has amazing power and can't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, so it's it's a fun uh, collection of of characters, like I said, and uh, uh, some surprising people in it are. Uh, you have uh, Wesley Snipes in one of his first uh, uh, first roles. Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert is unrecognizable as Pedro Serrano, who uh, who practices voodoo and has a little little doll of uh, Joe Boo, who he uh, he gives cigars and rum to to help him uh, hit the ball. Um, and of course, the great Bob Uecker plays Harry Doyle, the uh, the uh, announcer for uh, the games, and he's just uh, amazing. Um, the uh, uh, the love interest is Renee Russo, and she's. Uh, uh, sort of a, an ex uh, uh, Olympian who uh, Tom Berenger's character Jake Taylor was involved with, and he has to uh, win her back somehow through uh, bringing the team into ultimate victory. It's really fun. It's got some great scenes, and the uh, the fun part about it: all the actors are great, and all the secondary character actors are great. There's not one clinker among them. And uh, it's uh, it's well written, it's witty, it's funny without being stupid, um, and it really treats baseball uh, like a wonderful thing. And I really enjoy every time I've seen this movie. And it was a big surprise when I first saw it. But uh, it's yeah, really delightful. And the weird thing is, as you were describing it, I suddenly went, "Wait a minute, that's the plot of Ted Lasso." <laughs> yeah, and, and, it is. And, and, and slap shot. That's correct. Yeah, that's true, actually. But uh, no, Major League is awesome. It's, uh, it, it, it never is like, there's never a moment where you're like, uh, I guess this is okay. Like, no, no, no. It's just, no. it's consistently it, it funny and awesome. Those characters are the first great. one. The yeah, first one. Yeah. The first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and I think it's a great pick. I think Major League is really funny. It's a great baseball comedy, and I think it's a solid single that gets Steve over to third. And <laughs> you're on first. So. Oh, it's, a, it's a terrific. I mean, Corbin Burnson is in it too, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, it's just so much fun. It's very entertaining, and the whole thing with the you know when they get Charlie Sheen the glasses that kind of become his trademark. Yeah. It's just goofy, goofy uh, uh, shop teacher glasses. It's it's really fun. It came out kind of in this this burst of baseball movies in the mm -hmm. late '80s. Yeah, and it was it was yeah, weird. It was, there it was, was a so many baseball movies then. Yeah, but it was a delightful surprise, and uh, I don't think I haven't seen it in probably thirty years. I should revisit it, but it was I really you can enjoyed revisit it. it on Tuesday. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Major League. So stepping up to the plate with runners on first and third, it's Ashley Edward Miller. And, uh, you know, funny, because you guys, uh, you, su you surprised me. The weird thing is that if I try to, like, get a walk to first, I'm going to, like, bring Steve in. So maybe that's what I want to do. Here comes a solid so bus. I'm going to, exactly, I'm going to step into a pitch. I'm going to do something. Uh, I'm going to sacrifice my body for the team. Uh, I was convinced that I was going to have to go to my third choice, um, but I don't. Neither of you picked either of my choices and uh, which is good because uh, in baseball week it's a little bit hard to be wednesday 
Uh, because look, the the arc of a baseball movie tends to be roughly the same within certain parameters, right? It doesn't mean these movies aren't great, but as we were discussing at the beginning of the podcast, there's a certain structure to the game mm-hmm. and there are elements of the game that, that, uh, that, that force these films, you know, into a, into a place where it's difficult to get outside the box. Let's put it that way. Mm. And one of the ways to get outside the box is to take a different look at the people who are playing the game and why they're playing it. And um, for Wednesday, I would like to pick uh, the film that, uh, that gave us the phrase, you're killing me, Smalls. Um, the, uh, my pick for Wednesday is the, uh, the 1993, uh, comedy. It's a, about kids growing up in 1962 called The Sandlot. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kyle, get it! <laughs> the kid is a L7 Wayne. My life's over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. They've got the moves. They've got the rap. Blockhead! in the toilet and you like it you play ball like a girl yeah, I, got it, I got it i got it oh no but something else has got their ball that wasn't my ball dad's father gave it to him babe ruth signed that ball babe ruth! we gotta get that ball back you got any bright ideas initiate retrieval section number one power connect come on help me it's heavy now Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. Ah! A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squeak, you can do it. Go through, bud. Little bird. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. The Sandlot is just, it's a delightful <laughs> coming-of-age story about a kid, Scotty Smalls, who moves to the San Fernando Valley when he's in fifth grade. He doesn't know anybody, doesn't have any friends, and he discovers a pickup game of baseball uh, in a sandlot 
near his house. And what's terrific about it is like it just it sort of speaks to a particular thing about childhood, about being an outsider. And one of the powers uh, that uh, that something like baseball or soccer or whatever your sport is going to be, but especially those two, I think, where, you know, you can find kids who are just playing. There's a pickup game. Something is happening. And you can bond with people you've never met just by being a, a part of that group. And how Scotty Smalls kind of makes these friends and and their friendship and what it means to them and and their love of baseball. Um, there's a, a subplot that's running through it about uh, Scotty's relationship with his uh, stepfather, played by Dennis Leary, um, married to his mom, played by Karen Allen. Um, Dennis Leary is actually he's quite good. Their relationship is very interesting because it's the he's the stepdad. There's you know there is um, there's some conflict there. There's a lot of the stuff that you would expect. But the thing that's great about Dennis Leary's character about the stepdad is he's a real guy. He loves baseball. He has that in common with Scotty, but it doesn't really bond them um, because Scotty, of course, is resisting that bond. It's not a thing that he understands that he wants. Um, one thing that his stepfather has is a baseball that's been signed by Babe Ruth. It's his prized possession. And that becomes like the most important MacGuffin in the story. Uh, when uh, when the kids in the Sandlot lose their ball to this horrifying, like unbelievably huge, disgusting, dangerous animal uh, that lives next door called the Beast. Uh, and they then replace it with the Babe Ruth baseball and accidentally lose that in the yard. And it feels like half the movie is just about trying to get the goddamn Babe Ruth baseball back uh, without getting murdered by the beast. Um, the movie has a really lovely turn uh, where we finally meet the other uh, beast's owner, uh, who is played by James Earl Jones in a, in a rather brilliant bit of casting, um, which turns everything on its head um, and are just a really lovely, very special way. Um, the the relationship arc between uh, Scotty Smalls and his stepfather kind of turns in a really great way um, because even though, you know, something is lost, something is gained without spoiling it for you. Um, but the stepdad does something that I think every every dad will see and respect, right? He, he pulls off the amazing trick of um, expressing his, his affection and his appreciation for what this kid has done for him while still holding him accountable for his mistakes. And it's just, it's terrific. It's really funny. Um, the kids are just great. It just cracks along. It's so much fun. Um, and I like, I, I, if you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it highly enough. Well, I haven't seen it. I've heard great things about it and now I'm oh. absolutely going to watch it. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a very, really entertaining movie. I, I had a, uh, a friend who, uh, was on the team that built the beast, um, uh, for, for the movie. It was a part, partially a puppet. A puppet? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um. It's a really charming, really charming, fun movie. I, it's another one I haven't seen in many years, but I, I would also uh, highly recommend it. Um. Oh, bases loaded. Oh, you were going to say something else. Oh. <laughs> we, we have bases loaded. Anybody have anything else they want to say about The Sandlot, Darren? Uh, I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it wasn't on my list, but uh, it's a good one. Okay. Well, we got runners... 
on every pace. I'm stepping up to the plate. And if history is any lesson, then I will be striking out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but boy, this is uh, this is a tough uh, tough situation to be in. Um, and uh, so many great choices. And I think and when you're we did name sports, them all. no, I think <laughs> I think when we did I think when we did sports movie, either Darren or I picked The Natural. Which yep. is hands down yep. my favorite yep. baseball movie. Yep. So I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to pick it. Uh, maybe for Friday we can, you know. But that's my favorite baseball movie of all time. Yep. Barry Levinson. I, I, I again, it's another movie that people don't talk about now, and it's insane. Yeah, I have no. And idea it hasn't why. been remastered. It's not. Maybe it's 4K. because it has too many old people in it. <laughs> yeah. So it's so great. Anyway, so I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a film that aired on the 4:30 movie. That did the same thing this episode does. It ushered in baseball season every year on the 430 movie. And I'm talking about Ray Milland and It Happens Every Spring. It happens every spring. The world is young again. We're children on an up to well, hello. Remember me? I was the lucky stiff married to Linda Darnell and led her to three wives. You just caught me thinking about the time I was a radio announcer, covering sports mostly. There was a guy in those days with the most amazing, the nuttiest story I ever heard. He was a screwball named Voynin, and he invented a baseball nobody could hit. Screwball that he was, he certainly could pick dames. Dames with curves nobody could miss. Isn't he wonderful? And then into the sweet and wonderful romance came one of the most cultured, refined gentlemen I know. Me. Now this Voynin takes the ball nobody can hit and parlays it into the most hilarious dipsy-doodle adventures that ever amazed the nation. Kelly of Vernon is quite a character, but he can pick dames, huh? You know, young lady, I could fall in love with you myself very easy. I'm serious, Debbie. That's why I can't say anything. Because if a man is really serious, he doesn't have the right to say anything until he can be serious. Vernon, what are you talking about? Every Spring is a movie in which Ray Milland plays a daffy scientist who's about to, a professor, who's about to marry this woman, but he has no money, and the head of the, the college um, has no respect for him. And he accidentally creates this um, this substance, this, this this fluid, this thing that he you put on a baseball, and it you're, makes you're, it avoid wood. You're, so talking, decides, you're talking about a ripoff of the absent-minded professor, what you're talking about. <laughs> well, this is before absent-minded professor. No. Yeah, sure it is. What year? 
Uh, it happens every spring. Let's see. Let's go to the. It's, I have to go to IMDb for this because I don't 19, know. Nineteen forty nine. Now you've been nineteen forty nine. Okay. Well. Yep. So what do you mean? Well, yeah, it is. It's before. I'm <laughs> it's not like okay, maybe you just heard it. <laughs> you can't argue with Steve Melchin. So anyway, so in in this wonderful movie, this wonderful goofy movie. Uh, in order to uh, to to make some money, he becomes a pitcher, and whenever he throws uh, the ball, it, it, you can't hit it because the <laughs> ball does these loop de loops and the things, and no CGI. It's probably on a string. I don't know how they did it, but uh, it, it's it's just a adorable little movie, which was a staple of my TV watching. Uh, back in the day, it was recently on the Criterion Channel again for the, uh, and it's funny because it's a great example of when we talk about why stuff like the 430 movie was so important to our formative years. And yeah. whether it was the 430 movie or in Chicago, or the 330 movie or it, where, whatever the, the, you know, all the, all the, ne all the independent stations had these things, the million dollar movie on WOR, because before home video, all you had were these shows. Yeah. And you'd watch whatever was on it. There's no way in the world I would have ever watched Ray Milland in It Happens Every Spring That's true. if there hadn't been a 430 movie and nothing else to watch. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I did. Not that it's a great movie. It's not a great movie. But it's super fun. I'd watch it with my dad all the time. And, you know, it was kind of Field of Dreams. But we would be, we would watch it together. We watch It yeah. Happens Every Spring, every every, every spring. Yeah. And, uh and you know, I, I so later on, when so, when Ray Milan played Sire Yuri in Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> He's the guy who invented the thing, the baseball thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's goofy and it's a wacky screwball type comedy. Again, not one of the greatest movies ever made. Not even the greatest baseball movie. It's just fun, yeah. and it, it's a great way to usher in. Uh, spring training or the beginning of the baseball season, uh, and it just it, it makes me smile when I watch it. And it's about it's about like you said that quality that baseball has of bringing a family together, mm -hmm. of experiencing things together. And movies can do that, baseball can do that, football can do that. Yeah, um, and sure. it's it's all things that sort of bring can. us. <laughs> well, sometimes, uh, but it, it's things that can bring us closer together with those that we love, and it's a magical thing. And you know what else did that? The Bad News Bears, <laughs> wait for it, in breaking, breaking training. training. Yeah. Let them play. Let, Let them, them play. play. That's why as Man. much as, you know, people talk about, oh, Walter Matthau and the great, you know, original, well, look, and Jodie Foster. Of course, Bad News Bears is a great movie, right? But Breaking Training is the one as a kid that I loved. Yeah. What's the, even the better, new... though, is the Bad News Cocaine Bears. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was big, the bad news. Bears go to Japan, which was terrible with Tony uh, Curtis. Although weirdly, I mean Wednesday, <laughs> I love. Yeah, it. that would have been your pick, right? <laughs> that been yeah, my pick. that should have been bad your pick. Yeah, breaking training is great. Go to it's Japan. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just breaking training. You know, that's people talking about great movie trilogies. Bad news bears. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Breaking Bears. Training is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, <laughs> the Empire Strikes Bad Back of the Bears trilogy. Uh, it's the Dark Knight of Bad News Bears. That's, that's <laughs> but you know, it's like all those trilogies, like you know, Star Wars and Empire, and then you get Jedi. You know, and and it's like all, all these things. Same thing with the Bad News Bears. You get Bad yeah. News Bears, great. 
Breaking training, great. Then Bad News Bears go to Japan. Right. Yeah. It's like, why were they playing against Ewoks? That was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ewoks yeah. are very good at baseball. That's they not, are. It doesn't come out in the movie, but. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm sure Steve is going to mention uh, the great Lou Gehrig classic with Gary Cooper, Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees, yeah. And this is a, well, he doesn't have know. to now. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I could mention it, but I've never seen it, so I can't talk oh, about really? it. Really? Oh well, how about that, Darren? I mean, that's a film that we should consider for I, Friday, I, huh? I love that. I love that movie. Um, however, I think that uh, uh, I need to read a little passage from one of the greatest baseball movies ever made. Oh shit! Okay. People Bring it on. will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you say. It's only $20 per person, and they'll hand over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they lack. And on and on and on. And but then he tells, uh, tells Kevin Costner he is his father. He is his father. <laughs> the, Which is field, so weird. Field of dreams. I have just created something totally illogical. That's what I like about Ray is. <laughs> I think I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man out there on your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. Dad! Hey! Oh, oh, hi! You couldn't see it. This is really interesting. You believed in the magic. It happened. Isn't that enough? Annie, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice, too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. Unbelievable. It's more than that. It's perfect. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere and you sit here and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta, Burt Lancaster. Sometimes, when you believe the impossible, the incredible comes true. Field of Dreams is one of the sneakiest, um, strangest baseball stories ever told. It is a ghost story. It is a, a family story. It mm. is a it, it is a, a a yearning for something that doesn't exist anymore, and it is so beautifully told. Um, again, Kevin Costner is uh, is you know very uh, uh, softly spoken in this movie, uh, mm. but 
it's such a powerful story. And he's, uh, you know, the great Ray Liotta, who we just lost uh, last year, um, plays Shoeless Joe Jackson. And uh, uh, it's such a beautiful story. And the ending for, uh, you know, for males who, uh, who either did or didn't have a good relationship with their father is devastating. And it will bring tears every time. It's such a beautiful, sort of strangely magical story. It, uh, it's, it's a time travel story. It's science fiction. It's baseball. It's a road trip. It's so magically put together. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's one of my favorites. And I, well, I'll, I'll tell I you, I, I, uh, I watched that the other night after having not seen it for many years. And uh, I, I loved it when it came out. And uh, rewatching it, I was starting to wonder why I liked it so much because it was enjoyable. It's a little goofy. It's a little, you know, low stakes. Yeah. But then you get to the third act and there's that one, two, three punch of absolutely brilliant scenes that bring tears to your eyes. The first one is that speech that you just did with James Earl Jones. Wonderful speech. Then the scene with the doctor. Yeah. Having to come off the field and turn into Burt Lancaster, knowing he yep. can't go back to to revisit, and it's devastating. Yep. And then the final then, scene yeah. with Costner and his dad. It's just like, okay, now Spoiler. I remember why I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, funny. A, it's the baseball version of Close Encounters. This guy <laughs> of, yeah. who has this, yeah. you know, he obsession. People mm-hmm. think you know, he's crazy. And, and everyone thinks he's crazy. Yeah. And then at the end, he meets the aliens. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and his mashed uh, potatoes. And oh, yeah, the only thing missing is the mashed potatoes, but right. uh, it, it's it's a special film, especially for 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 guys and their dads, you know, uh, for, you know, for for people who you know, but uh, apparently men and their dads it, or men it, and their kids. Uh, it touched guys. many more people because that site is still uh, still in operation every year and still in operation, and people make pilgrimages there all the time, and it's yep. just really like amazing. Devil's Tower. Exactly. <laughs> you just like if you could sort of this find a way means to something. It to. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. It's um. I, Why I mean, are there baseball players here? <laughs> that, that probably, I'm sure, was on all of our lists. We probably all sort of said nah, like maybe like I said nah because we picked it many times before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, uh, no, I I love it. I think in many ways it's a it's a perfect film, mainly because it it ends so perfectly. Um, and it kills you. I mean, and just again, like that whole scene with the dad, like, my God, my dad's birthday is in, uh, two days. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it remind me not to watch field of dreams in the next week. Um, yeah. or maybe yeah. you need to, or, or maybe, Picard. maybe or Picard, it would be because or, that or has Picard. that scene, that heartbreaking scene. Oh yeah. Shit. Thanks. It for will that. Have aired by I the mean, time this drops, but, but, uh, it's, uh, it, no, it's, it's just a great film. I mean, and look, I, I kind of think it probably should be Friday, but I would also like to submit for our consideration um, a movie, uh, a baseball movie of a different sort. That is a movie about, um, I interpret it as, as a movie about heroism through basic competence, um, as opposed to uh, celebrating sort of, you know, the, the sort of like this, the special individual's you know, who have a particular incredible talent um, and instead sort of celebrating the the players who just get it done. The players who... Jellico, number yeah, 36. exactly. The players who can just get on base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moneyball. Yeah. Um, yep. That's on my, is, top of my list. 
Yeah, it's just, it's a terrific smart movie and it happens to be a movie that's also kind of about math um, where, you know, somebody is is using economics to, to, <laughs> to really like figure out a different way to win. And it's, you know, Brad Pitt stars and, you know, he's a manager basically shows up and he's like, look, the way that we're going to fix this is, you know, we're not going to worry about like picking up like who were the superstars who were like the guys who were going to like, you know, have like all the most incredible stats. Instead, what we're going for are dudes who can get on base uh, and we're just going to bring in runs that way. And and watching that process play out and watching, you know, his relationship with the, the front office and the people who simply do not believe in him, including a lot of the players, um, or, you know, the just that there's a lovely little arc with uh, with Jonah Hill, which actually I, I quite He's appreciate. One of my favorite scenes is teaching him how to fire people <laughs> uh, and, and how to do it and how not to do it. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a it's a really interesting look at how lonely like that job can be, like being the the manager, you know, being like the person who has to make the decisions and build a team. You know, it's really a testament to the genius of Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Because, you know, math and baseball don't exactly sound like, you know, the perfect combination, you know, yeah. like for, for a great movie. And that movie is riveting and it's brilliantly written. It's really engaging. They're great performances. Uh, it's terrific. I mean, I love, I love Moneyball. I certainly would, would, would say that's, it should be in the running for Friday. I want to bring up uh, 1992's uh, Penny Marshall movie, A League of Their Own, mm -hmm. um, that taught us there is no crying in baseball, <laughs> and yet there is. <laughs> um, it's a it's At a the end of Field of Dreams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, it's a it's a great story about uh, the uh, all women's league during uh, World War II because uh, all the uh, the healthy uh, men were off uh, fighting the war, and uh, there was no one left to play baseball except Tom Hanks. Uh, as the manager, and uh, it's a great cast, uh, including Madonna, mm -hmm. back when she could act. Um, and uh, it's a, a really fun movie, some good, great character actors, some great scenes, and uh, really well done by uh, Penny Marshall as director. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful, enjoyable, uh, uh, you know, empowering movie. It's it's, it's, it's it's terrific. It's it's definitely up there. It's also something we should seriously consider for, for Friday. I don't want to consider damn Yankees because I hate the Yankees. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Damn. They need Screw the devil Yankees. to help them. Uh, and there's, there's another one which isn't as, uh, as well known, but uh, uh, parts of it are great. Uh, it's called Eight Men Out. Yeah, yes. the is, John Sayles film. It's great. The John Sayles film. It's yeah. actually the story behind Shoeless Joe Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the so-called Black Sox scandal, when uh, you know, uh, let's say uh, some wise guys uh, influenced uh, the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he had a very little budget. He pulls it off. John Sayles yeah. pulls it off magnificently. Yeah. John Sayles, really the movie. writer of Battle Beyond the Stars, yes. Yes. And, <laughs> an alligator, an alligator. <laughs> yes, actually, alligator. Alligator. And let's not forget that, that Darren hates the White Sox. <laughs> you know, you never forgiven them for the death of his boy. Don't give in to hate. Don't give in to hate. It's all right. It's just um, a, it's just an, an L ride away. Tommy Tommy Lee Jones and Cobb, which was another Ron Shelton right. baseball film, less successful than Bull Durham in in many ways. 
And, and it reminds us of the famous line from uh, uh, Field of Dreams where uh, Ty Cobb wanted to come visit, but none of us <laughs> liked him when he was living, so we tell him to stick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great yeah, that's line. That's great. I want to I want to throw out uh, for consideration a a documentary from 2014 called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Oh yeah, which was a really wonderful documentary about a minor league team uh, owned by Bing Russell, who's Kurt Russell's father. Right, and they made this uh, terrific documentary uh, about this team and its its fortunes and misfortunes. Mm. And it's a, just a lovely. Uh, sports documentary. Well, and Ken Burns did a great uh, documentary about baseball as well. And then you have Bingo Long called Baseball. (laughs) uh, uh, Bingo Long and the Traveling All-Stars, which had a much more clever title, which of course is about the Negro Leagues, which uh, is is a terrific movie. Um, I never saw, and I I wanted to because I was fascinated with the book and I actually wanted to option it. It already was optioned. The Catcher Was a Spy with Paul Rudd, which was Hmm. about... um, Hmm. Uh, a, a, a catcher who went undercover with the Nazis during yeah, uh, yeah. World War II. Uh, and I never saw the movie, and I, I, I really need to see that. Huh. Just, I don't have, I almost had it off the tip of my tongue who the guy was. It, it's a it's a crazy story. I've never actually seen yeah. the film, but like, but the real Me story either. is just fascinating. Yeah, the real story is amazing. Yeah. And it's based on a book, which is a, a book about this real catcher whose name we both forget. It's called and I Played Ball for the Nazis. <laughs> but, the, but the ball but the movie came out and didn't do any business but the rules. Yeah. I'd still like to see out. <laughs> well there's fear strikes out with Anthony Perkins that's yeah. true yeah. Uh, John Lee Hooker's uh, The Rookie is it John yeah. Lee yeah. Hooker? John yeah. yeah I think so and then John there's Hancock. plenty of trouble Hancock. with the curve. Charlie Hancock, right. Thank you. Charlie right, Hooker right, right. is the musician yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. he's Blues like a, it, Tim Burton was in that movie I think that's right Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fever pitch with uh, um, the guy from the Tonight Show. <laughs> was it fever pitch? No, that was um, summer. What was it? Summer catch? What? What, what was it? Uh, the one with um, Jimmy Fallon. I have no idea. Okay. I, I think I'm grateful that I have no idea. <laughs> it's another one I'll mention that I, I remember when it came out. I just never saw it. And that's 42. Yeah. Oh, Jackie, uh, Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, starring yeah. Ch- Chaswick Bozeman and uh, Harrison Ford, yeah. uh, directed by Brian Helgeland. Um, yeah. I heard it was terrific, but I, I just missed it, it when it was out. Yeah. But about, I, I yeah. would... I would go to bat, no pun intended. Maybe there is a pun intended. I, I for the natural because I just think that it, it captures the mythicness of the game. Yeah. yeah, it's so operatic and larger than life, and it, it's the way I like to think of baseball. Yeah, you know, me too. and and what great uh, and that Randy Newman score. It's every amazing. time with La La Land says to me, Randy "What should we release? What what you know? What score would you like to see remastered?" I'm like the natural. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, come on! I and said that I, score is amazing. I, I watched that one just last night, and it just reminded me. Of, it, it made me sad that Hollywood just doesn't make move many movies like that anymore. With yeah. this great, good ones, grown up story, uh, you know, story about grown ups with mm-hmm. this kind of all star cast. I mean, Robert Duvall, you know, Robert Redford, Barbara Hershey, Darren McGavin, who's not even credited. <laughs> yeah, uncredited Darren McGavin, uh, Wilfred Brimley. I mean, it's yeah. got just such a Richard, wonderful well, and cast. Barbara Farnsworth. Hershey. Yes, Richard Farn, Barbara Hershey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Glenn it's, Close. Yes. It's so wonderful. And every, every frame is beautiful. 
Yeah, well, Caleb Deschanel shot yeah. it, oh. and it is a gorgeous-looking movie. And speaking of gorgeous-looking movies, I just saw John Wick 4 uh, last week. <laughs> and, I mean, whether you like John Wick movies or not, and whether you've read my book, they should have killed his dog or not, uh. um, this movie is gorgeous. It's painterly. It's like every frame could go on the wall. It's, it's that beautifully shot. But because it's John Wick shooting people, it's like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck, Million Dollar Arm. Uh, oh, Robert De Niro and Bang the Drum Slowly. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but I think it's, you know, boring the drum slowly. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but I, I would I would really, I would go to bat for the natural, but I know you guys feel maybe uh, Field of Dreams. I, well, we know. have not picked Field of Dreams in the past, nor have we picked Bad News Bears Wow. Um, we have picked the natural for sports week. Uh, right. right. Okay. Ago. Bad News Bears is just so funny. You know, or maybe we're preempted for baseball that week. Fourth <laughs> movie during the summer was often preempted for baseball. That's true. <laughs> Look, in 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 lieu of uh, of the natural, I, I want to vote for Field of Dreams just because I, I'd be the, good with that. That third act is so perfect. And uh, we've never picked Field of Dreams? No. Probably just talked about it a lot. Maybe. Wow. But it Not was just for Father's such a, Day. It was if we such, pick it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an inventive movie. I remember yes. seeing it in uh, at, at USC in 466, yeah. having no idea what it was. And uh it was just surprising and whimsical and, and magical. You know, it's kind of a you know, it was called magical realism yeah, type yeah. of movie. It's just it's it's just unique. There's really nothing well, like it. It's yeah. funny. I love Moneyball, but I think we have to, for Friday of Baseball Week, go with a film that celebrates again the mythicness, the mythology of it's baseball literally as the America's pastime. <laughs> and Field of Dreams is the spirit and the spirits yeah. of yes. baseball. So I think that's a great pick to end Baseball Week. Ashley, what do you think? I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> all agreed. Aye. So say Aye. we all. <laughs> it's a grand slam. Oh there God. you go. Field of dreams for Friday. So uh, just baseball season just getting underway, but uh, you got some great movies to watch starting with Monday. Steve Melsing, what are we watching on Monday? Monday is Ron Shelton's Bull Durham starring Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon, and not Tim Burton, Tim Robbins. <laughs> and Tuesday, Darren Dodgerman, what's on? The Tuesday, movie. the Cleveland Indians bring it all home in Major League. On Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller. It's a bunch of kids versus a big-ass dog who is partly a puppet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in in 1930s, uh, The Sandlot. On Thursday, Sire Yuri reminds us it happens every spring <laughs> and it's not a lost weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I'm done. And Friday, it's Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, and Ray Liotta. If you build it of dreams, he will come. Go the distance. If we record the podcast, they will listen. It's and, uh, going for distance. <laughs> I'm going for speed. And well, I, I, I think with just one last thing about Field of Dreams. I think you know everyone wanted to make it a big mystery of who the voice was. It was Ray Liotta. Mm, right. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> mm. he, he didn't get a credit. Uh, what a loss. What a loss. He was so yeah. good in that movie. 
He's so good. He was good in so many movies. Yep. Yeah. And it really was a loss. He died. He passed away way too young. Indeed. So anyway, uh, we want to thank you for listening to another week of the 430 movie. And if you're a fan, you should rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you listen to us. Bring other people to the show. And of course, you can follow us. And you can read my retractions of previous weeks at 430 Movie Podcast on Twitter or Instagram at the uh, 430 Movie. And of course, on Facebook as well um, to follow uh, what our picks are every week. And uh, we'll be back next week with an all-new theme week. I, I'm no longer going to announce what next week is, so we yeah. reserve the right to change it, <laughs> since apparently that's something that we do now. And uh, and we look forward to you joining us for an all-new theme week wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, if you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Inglorious Trexperts, where we talk about the latest in the Star Trek universe. And uh, Deck 48, our subscriber-only podcast. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Deck 78, deck 78. Deck 78. Deck 78. You deck missed 78. it by 30. I got a, I got a new new podcast, Deck 48. It's about the... Uh, Mark is off doing on his I own. I told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's hosted by Steve. Who is it hosted by? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Pop Whistle. Um, <laughs> uh, and if you want to subscribe to uh, Deck 78 and uh, our many other podcasts, uh, just join us on trexpertsplus.com. Absolutely. And uh, we, we appreciate you coming back for another 430 movie. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of the 430 movie. And until then, on behalf of Steve Melching, Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller, myself, Mark A. Altman, Eyewitness News starts now.